Is Michael Garfield? To, uh, Michael Garfield. Michael Garfield's joining us. We have the high tech Texan. Michael Garfield is here with us. The high tech Texan. Hello. Items to make life easier. Shows us some new technology. So Michael Garfield has something you might like. The high tech Texan. The high tech Texan. Michael Garfield is your high tech Texan. The high tech Texan. Three decades helping you make magic with your gadgets. Heard worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Now, your high tech Texan, Michael Garfield. Smack dab in the middle of summer of 2021. And, and may I just guess that there may be as many people listening via the iHeartRadio app across the world than that may be over the air in and around Houston or Southeast Texas on KPRC AM, where I am based. That's because you're traveling and you want to take my voice with you, right? See, this is a perfect time to test out how podcasting or the iHeartRadio app works. As the big voice said, I am Michael Garfield, the High Tech Texan Show. Man, for the middle of summer, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a space race of billionaires, as ill-timed as it may be, did you watch it last week? Or are you going to watch next week? We shall see. Is this the beginning of a new frontier? Also, your president, Joseph Biden, actually has some new rules and laws out that he wants to, is it help us with the right to repair our broken technology devices? No, I'll explain that. Plus, Netflix is getting into video games, and there's a lot of car news, lots of EV and non-electric vehicle car news that I'm here to talk about. So you know how to get me. Feel free to find me at the website, hightechtexan.com, spell the whole thing out, and also having fun on Twitter, at High Tech Texan, and yes, indeedy, celebrating over 10,000, actually 11,000 followers now on Instagram. Let's see if we can get me to 20,000 by the end of the show. At High Tech Texan. Uh, what you'll see is some uh, fun things I've been posting, including I got to taste some macaroni and cheese ice cream this week. Don't, don't even ask. Just go look at the photos. These are the, these are the crazy, fun, stupid, you call it. I don't know. This is what I do on Instagram. Yeah, I had some uh, uh, macaroni and cheese uh, ice cream. Believe it or not, it was not that bad. Uh, so those are some of the fun things that uh, you will find. in. Oh, by the way, I give away a lot of things. If I'm, if I'm playing with technology gadgets and I just have nothing to do with them and I don't need to return them to the company, um, I don't want a lot of this Hazerai in my house. Uh, I will go to in, uh, give them away on Instagram. But you do have to follow, tag your friends, and, and have some fun. But let's start, with the, let's start with the space race, why don't we? After so many delays, Sir Richard Branson... Had some pretty fun banter, if you will, with Blue Origin. Blue Origin, as you know, is Jeff Bezos's rocket that's going up next week. Virgin Atlantic, as you have probably heard, it made it into space last week. Did you watch? Did you wake up last Sunday and watch it? And then you're going to question, did it go to space? Well, it all depends on who you ask. All right, so Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos and his first crewed space flight is just days away, and it pointed out that Branson's Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2 really didn't fly in space. You see, Branson's craft reached an altitude of just, and I'm using air quotes if you can't follow on video, just 
3.4 miles. Uh-oh. The Carman, it's called K-A-R-M-A-N, it's actually a formal demarcation for space, is 62 miles above sea level. Okay, it's a fair point, even if it comes across like some sour grapes. So while not crossing over that line, the, really the mission was to evaluate the Spaceship 2's cabin environment, the seat comfort, the overall experience it'll offer customers. Now, presumably this is where Sir Branson's expertise in astrophysics with all of his other companies really came to, came to the fore. Now, two additional test flights are set to launch before Virgin Galactic begins offering paid flights next year. And then we have Bezos next week. You know, a lot of people have char characterized this ill-timed private space race between Branson and Bezos as really two rich guys playing, hey, my rocket is bigger than your rocket. I mean, there's probably some truth to this sentiment. You don't get where Branson and Bezos are without a very, very big ego. But let me be clear. What Richard Branson, what Jeff Bezos, what Elon Musk are doing, it's fantastic. I mean, all three of these people have gathered the world's best and brightest. And instead of assigning them to the task of, hey, man, let's uh, click on some ads, whatever, on the Internet, they're focused. These brilliant minds are really focused on the exploration of, the, of space. I mean, go back to Queen Isabella. When, you know, why did she fund Christopher Columbus's expedition? I think we're all going to be enriched by the practical value of applied sciences, the inventions and the innovations from this private space race we're watching. And it's pretty fun. By the way, if you want to go back into uh, history, the last space race was between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. It was a race to prove which country could really perfect the ICBMs, the Intercontinental Ballistic Missiles, that were large enough to deliver the nuclear payloads and prove they had them and gain military control of space. Uh, yeah, this seems a little, uh, little safer this way. All right, so you go, Richard. You go, Jeff. You go, Elon Musk. And by the way, would you like to have a seat? Would you like to have a seat? So Blue Origin is coming uh, 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 up next week. If you remember, Bezos auctioned off some seats. Not bad. How would you like to be the first person commercial in space, the whole thing like that? Somebody paid an extraordinary amount of $28 million last month. Undisclosed person. He was ready to fly. Wait a minute. Whoever this person was realized, and I'm not kidding you, he or she had a schedule conflict. So after paying $28 million, this person will not be flying July 20th, this coming next week, because there's a schedule conflict. So what happened is they gave, they gave, they took the second highest auction bidder to give it away. So some rich dude came in second, and I'm not sure how much that was, just under $28 million, I'm guessing. He's not taking it. He is giving the flight to his son, an 18-year-old kid. This Tuesday will become the youngest person ever to fly in space. Greatest dad in the world or sketchiest dad in the world? You tell me. I'm here for you. Phone number is 713-212-5950. I will throw this out before this. I'm going to tease this. Number one, if offered a seat, would you go?
Would you go up in space on, on one of these early missions, if you will? Flights, if not, it's called a mission. And number two, I will tell you how you can actually win a ticket on one of these rockets to space. If that's not a tease, I don't know what is. My name is Michael Garfield. Don't go... Back at the show right now, Michael Garfield is the name, High Tech Texan. Feel free to uh, follow along on Twitter and Instagram at those two accounts. Uh, if you follow along to my Twitter account, um, I just posted something where you actually could win a ticket to space. A ticket to space. I'll tell you about that in a sec, not before. If you can't go to space, what's the next best fun thing? Well, if you're in the Houston area, why not play some bingo? And of course, go where I go, triple crown bingo. Don't laugh. Bingo is not for grandma and grandpa anymore. Bingo is actually for not only me, but also my kids. And almost if I had grandkids, I, would, I could go. Triple Crown Bingo, northwest side of Houston. Two locations, actually. One is right on Highway 290, the northwest freeway, right on the feeder road between Huffmeister and Telgi. It's at the VFW on 290. They have midnight bingo. They have midnight bingo. Are you crazy? Their people actually play midnight bingo, and it is packed. They have a fun time. Uh, the other location, which I've gone to many, many times, is right um, on uh, Jones Road. So uh, take a look at that. It's called TripleCrownBingo.com, and, and it, it, I say it's not your grandparents' bingo. It's high-tech bingo, uh, along with getting the paper cards with the little colorful daubers. You can also rent while you're there these tablets. That's right, electronic high-tech tablets, kind of like iPads, if you will. They have games, bingo games, many of them, up to 66 loaded on there. So as the numbers are being drawn, the game plays itself for you. They start covering everything. All you need to do is kick back and watch your screen. Allows you to go back and get a, a nice cocktail, uh, some food uh, at one of the great snack bars. Uh, it, and they give out 5,000 cash at least every single night they play. Every single night. TripleCrownBringo.com. Walk in. Talk to Bill Woods. He's a proprietor. Chris Collins um, and, and everybody else. Tell me you heard it on the Michael Garfield program. Sometime before the end of the summer, i got to have a big old listener party out there. But it, I, I guarantee, over the past month or two, I've been talking about this. It's so fun to hear from all my listeners. Garf, you were not kidding. Somebody, somebody won $2,100. One of my listeners came back. I'm like, okay, any commission? No, I did not get commission on that one. But thank you, though. Go have fun. Uh, bingo, it's a triple cream, crown bingo. Then, when you come back and you win enough money, then you can bid on uh, an opportunity to go to space. Uh, continue our chat about uh, what's in the news as it revolves around some technology, the uh, billionaire space race, a.k.a. my rocket is bigger than your rocket. It's going on. Uh, Branson went to space or he got really close to space. At least he did a, a, a floated in zero grav a, a little while. On this coming week, we'll see if Jeff, uh, Jeff Bezos uh, can make it. He is going up with his uh, brother and a few other people uh, in, in his Blue Origin, B.O. for short. Uh, they actually uh, plan to pass the Kármán line, which is the demarcation for space. That's 62 miles uh, above. Interested to see how that is going to fare. This is actually a rocket ship. This will actually blast off straight up versus if you saw what Virgin Galactic and Branson did. They're on a spaceship, a rocket ship, if you will, that was towed up in the air underneath another plane, and then they blasted off. So two different types of things. But listen, I'm not hurt. I'm not ragged at all, man. 
Hey, there ain't no hate here. All, just R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I mean, these are the world's best and brightest. Instead of just playing around on the internet, whatever. I mean, really trying to do some good for the world, I, I, I like to think. I mean, exploration, whatever. Would you, would you, if offered, would you sit on that? Would you fly into space? I would. And I say this because I'm, I'm no Mr. Daredevil, but I've done some really some cuckoo type of things for in my life. Uh, yes, I've jumped out of an airplane in a parachute, at my will, by the way. And I floated in zero gravity. I was able to, uh, to go up in NASA's vomit comet back in the day, 10, 12 years ago, the retrofitted KC-135 plane, uh, along with a, uh, I was part of a, a news crew, if you will, because what NASA did, I think I don't think they do it anymore. NASA used to offer colleges to submit ideas for projects to see what effect zero gravity has on some new product they were trying to come up with. And obviously, really, the only true way to simulate zero gravity is to get up in the air and figure out how to have zero gravity. Well, there was an airplane, KC-135, um, and they would take off from Ellington Airfield here in the Houston area, and they would go over the Gulf of Mexico, and they would go up, up, up. I mean, they would climb, and they would have a massive climb. What is this, about a 45-degree, maybe even more climb? When they hit the apex of an arc, and as they went over and down on that arc for about 30 seconds, there is true zero gravity. And this is how they trained astronauts for zero gravity. This is how they shot a lot of those movies like Apollo 13, Tom Cruise, Kevin Bacon and those folks. So there's my sixth degree of Kevin Bacon. I was in the same plane he was that he actually shot that movie in. And it's a cool feeling. And yes, hair does kind of raise up and float in space if anybody wants to know. So that is the, that, that's kind of the experience I, I think these people are selling right now. On this, I mean, somebody bid $28 million to go on Bezos's flight next week, which is going to take all of, I don't know, certainly less than 20 minutes, I assume, before it goes up and down, really to experience zero gravity. So pretty much, I guess I got a $28 million value of a flight a few years ago, and I'm happy about this thing. Now there's an 18-year-old kid going. The winner of the $28 million, it, was, it goes to charity, it was an auction, to have a seat on Bezos' flight, found out there's a scheduling conflict, which is really odd because we all knew this is going to be on July 20th, which is the anniversary date of man walking on the moon, 1969. Whoever been on this thing kind of should have blocked out, hey, what's going on Tuesday? I should come down to Texas and uh, you know, sit in the old rocket ship. So he or she wins and it's like, eh, schedule conflict. What schedule conflict do you have, by the way, that would knock down having a seat on one of the world's first commercially available rocket ships to space with one of the world's richest people? I mean, you have to pick up your laundry four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, kids got, you know, f f football practice or something. I mean, hello. Well, anyway, what happened is uh, the second highest bidder won, uh, which was uh, another rich gentleman. Um, and what he did is he gave that seat to his 18-year-old son. There's an 18-year-old kid going into space. He is taking a gap year after high school and college. Can't wait till this kid goes to college the year after next. Uh, what would you do this summer? 
Uh, well, I went to camp, man, and I was a camp counselor, and I taught little kids how to ride horses. What'd you do? Man, I don't know. I just kind of bummed around, uh, you know, Europe. You know, just kind of backpacking and stuff and whatever. Hey, hey what'd you do, kid? I, I went to space with Jeff Bezos. Winner. I'm down. I'll do it. I, I will tell you what. Uh, how would you like to win a ticket to space? Here's how it's going to happen. And this is so li- This is not one of those radio gimmicky April Fool's promotions where we all could get fired for. No, this is this is you literally can win a Virgin Galactic sweepstakes to let you win tickets to space. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, I could position it this way. Richard Branson and I have uh, teamed together to offer one person to uh, win two seats aboard one of the first commercial space flights. That's right. KPRC 950, iHeartRadio, Michael Garfield, the High Tech Texan Show, and Richard Branson. Yes, we are giving away two seats in the next flight. I, I probably, legal terms shouldn't put it that way. Uh, I will tell you this. There actually is a sweepstakes. Uh, it's happening now, and it does end through September 1st. Um, and I put a link on my uh, my Twitter. Go to at High Tech Texan. And if you, it, it, I'll give you another hint how you can actually help your chances if you make a charity. To uh, there's a uh, Branson has something called Space for Humanity. It's a charity which makes space flight more accessible. It'll give you more interest to this thing. Uh, so if you'll go through the same training as any other Virgin Galactic passenger, you get a tour of the Spaceport America uh, in in New Mexico. It's it's, a, it's hey listen Branson's Branson Branson is the king. I mean, I like to think I'm a marketing guy. Dude, I mean, it is a not-so-subtle way to capitalize on Virgin Space Flight, drum up hype for the, the space tourism efforts. It's a significant moment for private space flight. It, 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 really, it really, really is. Uh, check it out at uh, High Tech Texan, H-I-G-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-X-A-N, and uh, there's the link. And if you win one seat, you know what? Maybe you could offer it to me. I'm more than happy to be your, uh, <laughs> be your companion. It's a companion pass to space southwest you listening bottom of the hour don't go anywhere we're going to come back with uh, the high-tech texan show continue to talk about some of the fun things going on in the world of space hey man real estate here in the united states man it ain't getting cheaper maybe the colonization of the moon or a planet maybe that's what bezos and uh, richard branson and elon are are trying to do Uh, I, i do know one company based in the houston area uh, that is trying to make uh, colonization in, uh, in in home. It's not home buying, but home renting much much easier. It's a uh, Wanbridge. Uh, you should take a look at that. W a n b r i d g e. It's a perfect time of year. It's middle summer. If you're listening, you're just moving to the Houston area specifically, but also in Dallas and Austin too, because Wanbridge builds brand new homes, uh, and you cannot buy them. Sorry, no, they rent them. BTR, Build to Rent, that is the new thing, and that is where Wanbridge is leading the way. saw an article, uh, where was it? I think it was the Dallas Morning News not too long ago. The, the home costs, they're, in, they're increasing everywhere, even in Texas too, but renting is increasingly cheaper than owning a home, even with some of these low mortgage rates. And it's a fact here, a lending tree, they found that renting is cheaper than buying in a lot of major U.S. markets. Without a doubt. And if for some reason you're just not ready to, you don't care about equity and maybe you just haven't figured out where you want to move long term. 
Juan Bridge in the Houston area alone, they have several different areas of the city uh, where you can rent these brand new homes. And they're sometimes two-story, sometimes three-story. There's one on the edge of Bel Air, which is a great hot section of the Houston area. Uh, there's one down south near Rocheron where you can get acreage homes. Uh, why don't you go to wanbridge.com, but uh, let's, let's talk about that one near uh, Rocheron. It's called the Oaks at Sun Creek Estates. Brand new homes or acreage, really country living at its best. They only have a few units available, so you really should go down there and see if they're available if you want to rent these things. Uh, you can call them 281-9571-SUN, S-U-N, because it's Oaks at Sun Creek Estates, suncreekestates.com. Uh, I'm going to save you a little something. If you mention my name, Michael, or heard it on the radio or something, uh, if you call or maybe sub submit an inquiries, you're going to save 150 bucks on the admin fee on the application. 150 bucks you save it. So mention my name. But go look at Wanbridge, and if, if this is, a, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Uh, they mow their lawns, and if you have any issues, obviously, you don't have to worry about the change in the light bulbs of things. It, this is the new way of the world, man. It's really nice. So uh, you check them out. You make sure you, you tell them you heard it on the old uh, Michael Garfield high-tech texting show, and you're going to be set there. I, I know uh, people are being shot into space right now, uh, and that's kind of the fun thing that we'll get more media this coming Tuesday after Jeff Bezos goes up on uh, July 20th. Where were you on July 20th, 1969? Uh, let's see. I kind of know the demographics of my audience. Um, uh, the majority, a good many of you have were born, so let's start it that way. Uh, I was a, I was a, a really young kid. I, I'm not gonna say I remember watching it, the whole Walter Cronkite thing. I know, I'm sure my parents, my dad loves space and aeronautics and stuff. Um, I don't remember it that. I, I, my first memory was uh, I was six years old uh, when the uh, the Cowboys won uh, Super Bowl six. That's really a, the only thing I really care about. Uh, so it's it's neat to see July 20th being a date. Good for Bezos for realizing that. You know what? You know what has been in space longer than billionaires? Wine. Wine. Fermented grapes. This is one of the reasons, you know, I, in the first segment I talked about, I was able to go in, float in zero gravity on a NASA mission, on a KC-135, the vomit comet, if you will. Because what they did is they let colleges and students uh, submit applications of, hey, we need to test something. We want to grow something. We want to build something. And we want to see the effects that zero gravity has on it. And every summer they would take, I don't know, a handful, a half a dozen, maybe it's a dozen different students from a few different colleges. And they would let a few, a very few journalists actually go up there and document it. I got to be on one of those flights. And it was really cool to go through the training and put in the hyperbaric chamber and, and, and learn what to do and then go up and do the parabolas and float in zero G. I mean, that's, I got some great photos, which I probably should post, by the way. So an ex experiment. Well, we have something called the International Space Station right now. And for the past, I don't, has it been months right now? There has been experiment with the first wine that has been fermented in zero grav. And it's, it's been up there for five months, by the way. And it's an experiment that was done by a winery in California, uh, Michael David Winery. Not familiar because I'm not a wino, but Michael David Winery. And what they did is they, they shot up there four 70 milliliter samples of fermenting grape juice. 
It has been floating in the ISS, the International Space Station, for about five months right now. And identically now, at the same time, control samples have, are being fermented that mimicked the same temperature in the International Space Station. All right? So this, I think it may be today, off the Florida coast, uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX 22 mission, it's going to splash down off the Florida coast, and inside there will be the space fermented samples. At that point, they'll be sent to California's winemaking researchers at these labs. And, and I guess the goal is to really to isolate individual microbes that propagated successfully in space. Would you drink this crap when it comes back? <laughs> I mean, I, this is, it's a fun time we're living in, man. I mean, I hope I'm on Earth another 50 some odd years to realize some of the cool stuff that we're going to see in space because it just seems with all the news lately, we, this is, you know, whatever Star Trek said, you know, the next, you know, generation. I mean, this is where we're, we're all going to live. What we're going to do. I'm ready to go. First, I'm not going to say it's, well, I can't have the first radio show. I mean, because we talked to, I mean, NASA has talked to astronauts since day one via radio. I was going to say, can I, can I go up to do the first radio show? I assume there's somebody who, who's done a podcast. Is have the, A podcast has had to originate from up there. I mean, if you're bored in the space station, maybe the, somebody point, point me out a podcast up there. If not, I'll go up there and do a podcast. It's always fun being the first. I don't think I have. Has anybody been the first at doing something? I don't, I don't Maybe I've had the longest sleep. I don't know. After... Uh, a, a binge night on 6th Street in college. I don't know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to hit me on Twitter at High Tech Texan, H-I-G-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-X-A-N. Um, speaking of fermenting, can, may, let's make some, I'm more than happy to make some beer. Um, I'll talk about uh, Buffalo Bayou Brewing here in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, they're having a... I'll go ahead and talk about it now. One week from today. Is it one week from today? It is one week from today. It's the uh, 24th on Saturday. It's the annual, 10th annual... Oh, this is going to be fun. Is there Christmas in July? I highly recommend getting tickets now. Buffbrew.com. Gorgeous, fun brewery downtown. Uh, Rasul Zaramfar, who was the founder 10 years ago, um, he just had an idea to create a create beer. And uh, he just had a little garage not off of, not far off of I-10 in Shepherd in Houston. And he used to, in July, they, they would brew this really very potent 10% beer and it was a hundred degrees in this garage and you know just friends would come and we would drink and then it got bigger and then there were food trucks now they have built this monstrosity this phenomenal three-story massive brewery uh restaurant down on uh, summer street just on the edge of downtown they have two big tents outside uh it, this will, is going to be a ground zero next saturday starts at five in the afternoon it is christmas in july uh, you can get tickets, $30 per tickets. I'm actually going to give a few away between now and the end of the show, so don't uh, don't go anywhere. I don't know. Should I give tickets to the Christmas in July for Buffalo Bayou next week or two tickets to space on Branson's Virgin Galactic? I don't know. I think there's a lot less legal issues that I have to jump through if I go with the – yeah, I'll go with the Buff Brew uh, tickets, so, so stand by for that. Uh, when we come back to – we're going to talk more about streaming and going back to movies. The movies are open. Raise your hand or give me a shout. Talk to me over here. Have you been back to an actual movie theater since they've been open for a few months right now? You comfy doing that?
I've been to I've been to one and I totally blew my shot on F9. Absolutely just a horrific movie. Then again, I've never seen any of these Fast and Furious movies. I didn't know what was going on. And the fact is, Ludacris rides a Pontiac Fiero into space and docks with the space station. To tie in my space theme today, you it's it's ludicrous. It, that's all I'm saying. Black Widow opened this week to record numbers, and it looks like movie going is back. Yes, it was still also. You can watch it on your streaming, but I'll tell you how that's going to change next year. Less movies are going to be streaming. We're going to go back into movie theaters. All I care about is would you just freaking release James Bond and Top Gun? That, that Just make me happy. Top Gun, don't push it back anymore. I've already going to wait a year and a half, man. It better come. I will go. You know what? I may lick the floor if there's popcorn on it just to go see this thing in the movie theater. I said my joke, but I'll be back to actually clarify that statement. Before we continue, got to give a big shout out and partnership to Pasadena Insurance Agency. Uh, I tell you what, if uh, you have to assume Bezos, Branson, Musk, they have a ton of insurance uh, for uh, for everything leading up to their rocket launches and their space exploration. I am not sure I need to check with uh, Frank Karkowski uh, or his brother Ronnie, the two principals over at uh, Pasadena Insurance Agency here in uh, the Houston area. That'd be, how cool would it be if they insured one of those rockets going up? But the funny thing is, my guess they probably can't because they do commercial insurance. They do they do risk. They do builder's risk. And, and they do business auto and business property. I know they do cyber liability, and everybody, every company probably should contact. Actually, you really do need to contact Pasadena Insurance Agency about cyber liability insurance. What if you get hacked? I'm the one who's telling you all these stories of what happens to your data. You, you can have insurance with this thing. Call them, 713-869-6991. 713-869-6991. You can talk to Francois, Frank himself, David Steinhardt, any of the folks. They can help you. I know they have executive risk. If Richard Branson's going up there, don't tell me his company, Virgin, Virgin Galactic, does not have an executive risk policy on that. Come on, man. Jeff Bezos, how much would it cost to insure them? I need to get Frank on the line next week. That, that's a really fun, in, interesting thing to talk about. You don't need to go to space to actually... Uh, you know, need massive, massive policies. And I will tell you, because uh, on the personal side, uh, in my auto coverage, in my home coverage, uh, they have found uh, some unbelievable rates for me and uh, my three boys. And it is not cheap to insure boys' car coverage, but uh, they certainly have done it. PASINS, Pasadena Insurance. Been here since 1936, people. You've got to love these people. They are here. They will pick up the phone. They'll talk to you. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, they're, they're good people. And it's just like a good, like a good neighbor, like a good friend, just like a great agency, Pasadena Insurance Agency. They really are good. And if, by the way, if Bezos, if Bezos and Musk, and I know these guys are all in Texas, at least here and there. Listen to me, guys. Call Pasadena Insurance Agency. That's that's a good get, man. Yes, you too can get insurance from the same places that these billionaires get. As we continue the uh, the long-running high-tech Texan show here uh, across all of the uh, podcast opportunities, and that is iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Anchor, uh, just anywhere you want to listen to. So we do thank you for downloading this. Feel free to subscribe and bookmark it. The more you listen, the more you can win because we, uh, we do give a lot of stuff away. I'm not going to give away two seats on Virgin Galactic's spaceship, uh, but you can win them by going to my um, – 
Twitter. There's a link to what uh, Richard Branson is doing. Uh, if you're not going to the space, how are you spending the summer? Are you watching movies? Any moviegoers? Did anybody see Black Widow? I have, my son saw Black Widow the other day, and I was talking to my buddy uh, Sean. He saw Black Widow. They liked it. I mean, they really. I, I, I don't. I haven't really seen people who are just going gaga over the thing. If you want to give me a really a quick, you know, 15 second play by play, uh, feel free. Uh, you just you know, tweet me at High Tech Texan, and I'll be more than happy to to give give your thoughts over here too. People did see it though because uh, I saw this. So uh, Black Widow snagged 80 million dollars from its theatrical debut, along with 60 million dollars. From Disney Plus. That ain't bad. It also has $78 million from international ticket sales. Black Widow was pushed back a while. It was supposed to be last summer, I think, and then pandemic. Uh, good for good for box up. The box theaters are open now. I I live near two or three. I drive by. I see cars in the spots. It's absolutely not nearly what it used to be pre-pandemic, but it's getting there. My son saw Black Widow in a the theater. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even ask him how it was. It's just kind of a new normal right now. Over the weekend, about 81% of theaters were open to the public. 81. Uh, and and it, it's going to be a telltale sign. Let me take a quick about the way that the world is changing and how it's going to go back. Year 2021. Studios and movie theaters. It seems they've kind of kissed and they made up. Because there was some... No one really could figure out how to show movies last year before the pandemic. There's this thing called the National Association of Theater Owners. NATO, believe it or not. And they were blaming all these low attendance levels, you know, years before the pandemic due to the uh, movie studios were bypassing the theaters and putting them directly into your home through Amazon and Netflix. So filmmakers now, they're being welcomed back to fill big screens globally. More seats, more put more butts in those seats. Universal, they cracked the theater exclusivity window with, uh, by doing something interesting. You know, sometimes theaters get exclusivity for about a 45-day window. Then you can put it on stream. All right? But the theaters now, and these movie theaters, they're sometimes, they have been releasing these things simultaneously on streaming, Disney+, Plus, Amazon, Netflix, or whatever, and sometimes in the theaters. I think, was it uh, HBO Max has exclusive something with Warner, which was, the you know, just sold you know, from AT&T. All through this year, that's the way it's going to be. I think in 2022, my guess, it's um, it's going to be back into the theater again. Families, they didn't want to go. I understand it. Disney, Universal, they loved it. They came out with, what, Frozen 2, Milan, and Trolls, um, and, and the Trolls World Tour. And it turns out parents, they really had no problem paying 20 or 30 bucks at home for a good first-run movie. I think the traditional content distribution change, it's, it's changed forever. Video streaming, by the end of last year, it's now become a $27 billion market. It's projected to have double-digit growth for the next two years at least, to $45 billion for these streamings. And there's more growth opportunities. Disney Plus, massively a winner. I mean, they couldn't have launched that thing at a better time. Disney Plus had the largest share of new subscribers for Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN, all in the same company. 
95 million people worldwide. That's pretty big. So I don't think this streaming stuff is going anywhere, anywhere fast, but it's going to be a whole new, different way to watch these things. But I am anxious to go back into movies. I did see one movie I saw. the uh, for some. So I went to the media preview here two weeks, three weeks ago for that F9 movie, that Fast and Furious. I had never seen a Fast and Furious. I, I knew it was about fast cars, which I dig. And I know it was just Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, who to this minute has never smiled in her life. And the dialogue is just, I knew it was going to be Vin Diesel-ish. But this was the most over-the-top, ludicrous thing. And yes, ludicrous. One of my favorite rappers was in there, and it was just, what is going on? I didn't follow anything about that. What is? What was Charlize Theron, one of those beautiful people in the world, what was she doing in there? John Cena. What was Helen Mirren? She was like in one scene. I totally did not understand. I mean, it's like going... Some of the, you're not, I know you're not supposed to understand. I mean, they're supposed to be standalone. I mean, I, I guess you could see Rocky three, Rocky four, IV, Rocky five without seeing the first two. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, he's a fighter, whatever. I mean, just, just didn't get, I wasted my first movie trip back to F9. That's my point. I cannot wait. James Bond now is supposed to come back uh, September 30th. This is uh, Daniel Craig's last time as James Bond. That's September 30th. And I think Top Gun, supposed to be last summer, then supposed to be last winter, and then supposed to be this summer. Now it's Christmas time. If they postpone Top Gun Maverick, the sequel, one more time, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I cannot wait for this thing. That is, that is the, one of the all-time great. And it's, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give you my review right now of Top Gun Maverick. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm just going to be disappointed. Ain't nothing ever that's going to surpass what I saw uh, the last week of June in 1986 in Austin, when I was there for summer uh, at, at, at UT, I walked out of that theater. I mean, I was just on a high. I mean, it was MTV Goes to War. That should have been the title of this movie. It was phenomenal. Can't wait for that. Uh, we're coming up on halfway to half hour. Uh, next hour, we're going to have some fun things. Yes, we should give away some tickets to the Buffalo Bayou Big Christmas in July next weekend. And I'm going to talk cars. Look what Porsche is doing. How would you like to take a test drive in a Porsche Panamera without actually getting in a Porsche Panamera? Oh, man. If that don't hang you over to the next hour, I don't know what will. It is Michael Garfield in the long-running High Tech Texan Show. Is Michael Garfield. To, uh, Michael Garfield. Michael Garfield's joining us. We have the high-tech Texan. Michael Garfield is here with us. The high-tech Texan. Smart venture investing requires access to high-quality ventures and the ability to build a big portfolio. Out of reach for most of us. Fortunately, Alumni Ventures has been building smart, simple venture funds for thousands of accredited investors like you since 2015. You really can invest in true VC-backed companies alongside well-known venture firms, and it's much easier than you think. Venture capital is your opportunity to get into high-growth companies before they go public. Check out Alumni Ventures. Go to StartVentureInvesting.com. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. 
to make life easier. Shows us some new technology. So Michael Garfield has something you might like. The high-tech Texan. Michael Garfield is your high-tech Texan. Three decades helping you make magic with your gadgets. Heard worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Now, your high-tech Texan, Michael Garfield. Halfway to happy hour. That means it's uh, halfway through this uh radio show slash podcast however you are listening to it right now happy hour brought to you by buffalo bayou and if you are in and around southeast texas certainly the houston area if you don't pop a buffalo bayou beer on a hot summer i don't know what i can tell you people you should be sitting listening to my dulcet voice right now at a pool popping maybe a crush city ipa maybe a uh, one of their special brews they have a mango crush city ipa it's the neat thing about going to a brewery you get to taste stuff that may never hit the actual market, but it's right there on tap. And I want to make sure you do go to their brewery, not only today, tomorrow, if you're in town or if you have visitors, but next Saturday, one week from right now, game is on because it is their 10th annual Christmas in July party. I went to the first several of them, and um, I'm anxious to go to this one too. They're going to have 20, over 20 Holly Jolly beers and seltzers. Over 15 of them never released before. You see what I said? I mean, they're going to make this stuff, and you get to test them before you even hit the market. There's going to be a, a DJ Nayez. DJ's going to be out there. There's going to be a yellow snow eating contest. Something tells me uh, Troy, who's the marketing guy, he's going to ask me to judge that thing. I don't know. Uh, ugliest Christmas sweater contest. Really cool prizes. To, and is there anything better than wearing a Christmas sweater in 110% humidity? Next week, uh, they've got uh, mocktails if you don't like uh, beer. Uh, by the way, uh, the tickets are $30, and the $30, what that is going to get you, it's going to get you a special 10th anniversary glass, says Christmas in July, um, and it's going to get you some tickets to get these beers and have some of the fun, uh, some neat photo ops. Um, they're going to have some great food a la carte. I know Chef Arash is busy making uh, their, uh, their food, but uh, check that out. Uh, I will give away some tickets between now and the end of the show. So all you need to do, here's what you need to do. You go to my Twitter account, at High Tech Texan, all right? And all you need to say is, I want to win at Buff Brew Ticks. You got to hit at, at sign, Buff Brew, B-U-F-F-B-R-E-W. I want to win, just go to at High Tech Texan and just say, I want to win at Buff Brew. I will pick a winner in the next 40 minutes or so. You see, it's a Twitter contest. So anyway, check it out. It's buffbrew.com, and uh, I will see you uh, see you guys next week as we uh, continue the old HTT show. If you're just tuning in, where the hell were you for the first hour, people? My God, goodness, man. We went through the whole billionaire space race. You know, my rocket is bigger than your rocket, if you know what I'm saying. I uh, talked about Bezos. He's going up. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it this Tuesday. July 20th, it's the anniversary date of uh, the uh, the first moonwalk, which was in 1969. Have we really come far in 52 years? So we're walking on the moon 52 years ago, and now we've got privatized. You know, it's not NASA. So we've got companies, billionaires, funding it themselves. I dig that. Just now reaching space. Not moon, just, just 
reaching space. And it's debatable if actually if Branson last week actually reached space, but that's neither here nor there. 52 years, man. That's, that's, wait, it's two and a half generations. I, I don't know if we've ever, I, I really think we should have come farther. Am I wrong to say that? And I, and I say this with respect to all my NASA uh, rocket science listeners down in the Clear Lake area. I love you folks. You know, I've, I've, I've visited, I've been, I've, I've floated in zero gravity on the Vomit Comet and a big fan uh, of everything that goes on there. But I, I, I guess when we left it up to the government in the 70s and 80s, oh, look at me going politics here. Back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, and I, I guess that wasn't the focus. I mean, when JFK said, eh, we're going to put a man on the moon before the turn of the century. If Texas can beat Rice every year, I mean, and then the Apollo missions, and then we had space shuttles, which were cool, which, whatever. And then we kind of stopped. I mean, I know it's not cheap. And so, you know, we sit here and laugh, and I said this last hour, if we sit here and laugh at what Bezos, uh, Richard Branson, and Elon Musk are doing, and are they wasting money? No. These are the world's best and brightest. And while they could be just sitting there uh, like, I don't know, and I'm not pointing, you know, fingers at Zuckerberg or, you know, the Twitter folks where, you know, all they want is clicks and ad money. These focused, brilliant minds are trying to explore the cosmos. And and good for them. I mean, the the, the practical value of all the sciences and inventions and innovations from this private space race is is a good thing. And so I'm I'm tipping my hat to them, and I'm actually trying to suck them up so I can get a seat on one of the next uh, launches, by the way. And if you, oh, by the way. It, not in conjunction with iHeartRadio or KPRC 950 or the High Tech Texan show, uh, we are giving away <laughs> two tickets on the Virgin Galactic space flight. Okay, Richard Branson is giving that away. I, I tweeted that a few days ago. There's a link where you can go see, go enter. I'm not kidding you. Contest in September 1st. You can win, I guess, one flight, and, and then they come comes along with a companion pass where you can bring a friend to uh, go, uh, to write free. Uh, space tickets uh, to, to space. And obviously, if you want to donate to the uh, his nonprofit charity, uh, and you go ahead and do that. So that, that's what some of the things that we were talking about. Uh, this hour, when we come back, uh, we're going to do some car stuff. Uh, the, the technology and not the space race, but the, I don't know, the, 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 the road races, these cars are getting so much better. I, I have been getting a lot of, I think the biggest question over the past month or two for me, you know, it changes over the years. You know, I'm, I'm the answer guy. Um, I'd like Shelf to sponsor that too, but no, I'm the answer guy. Uh, G-A-R-F, GARF is my nickname, stands for Get Answers Real Fast. And when I started the show 20 years ago, it was like, which computer should I get? And then it became, which high-definition TV should I get or what type of high-def? Should I get a plasma? Should I get a... And then it was like, which cell phone should I get? Uh, and now it's, you know, then I've always got, hey, GARF, is that your real hair? Which it is. And then I get, which cars? Because I've covered cars for 12 or 13 years. But recently it's been EVs. Is now the time to get an electric vehicle? I play, I test drive electric vehicles. I had the Ford Mach-E Mustang. Had a ball in about two months ago. Uh, I was in a hybrid, it's a hybrid though, it's a hybrid Jeep Wrangler. That's right, you plug in a Jeep and get you all of 21 miles on the battery. But that's the question. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about what Tesla's offering, what Porsche is doing with some virtual reality, and I will answer the question, is now the time to get an electric vehicle? That is just less than a minute or two away. 
They call this the High Tech Texan Show. They call me, actually my parents named me that, Michael Garfield. Real name, by the way. I, I didn't make that one up, actually. Michael Garfield it is. You can find me at High Tech Texan. Follow me on the Instagram and certainly on Twitter because you can win a lot of stuff. We'll be giving away two tickets to the big uh, Buffalo Bayou Christmas in July party. That is next Saturday. Uh, it's uh, on the outskirts of downtown Houston, and it is a, it's a blast, and so we'll get, we'll get you in there. A lot of good food, Chef Arash. Uh, here's a quick little segue, speaking of food. Um, I know he makes a lot of spicy stuff, which I love, kind of Indian-flavored type of things. I, I, I had fun with this, and I couldn't – from McCormick. You know, you ever heard of McCormick? It's the spice maker. Spicy. They are uh, holding one of these really PR-driven – Is it? A, I guess it's a contest. And I really don't like talking about this thing to give these people some free publicity, but this is it's this is just it's kind of funny and whatever. Some companies will say, "Hey, how would you like the greatest job in the world? You can go blog from a desert island. We'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars and everything." You know those things. Who, you know what? They will actually award some job for the summer or something like that, and they'll give you the money, but they garner more PR and what it costs to pay them. So it's a, it's a publicity stunt. This is another one of these publicity stunts from McCormick. They are looking to pay somebody $100,000 to, I, I, I guess, develop recipes using the McCormick taco seasoning mix and discover the latest taco trends and debate difficult decisions like, should you eat a soft shell or a hard shell taco? That's right. It is a job. And you have until this Tuesday to submit a creative video that shows your, quote, personality, storytelling skills, and love of tacos, unquote. Previous taco-related job experience is unnecessary. The reason I talk about this, because the title of this position caught my eye. So good for the PR agency who wrote this, because this is what caught my eye, and here it comes. I, I have fun with titles. Uh, Elon Musk changed this title to, uh, what is he, Cyber... Coin King or something like that. Uh, on my business card, if you ever uh, see me out and you ask for my business card, uh, true, my iHeartMedia business card, I am, quote, I'm not the high-tech Texan on my business card. I am the ambassador of cool. Really tough to beat something. I mean, how creative can you get when it comes to a title? Well, McCormick kind of came close. Uh, this job will pay you $100,000 for the director of taco relations. Yep, got to be 21 years older. Oh, by the way, this isn't the greatest gig. So you're getting six figures to be the director of taco relations. The gig only lasts four months, this September through December, and is part-time, 20 hours per week, which is about 18 hours more a week than I work right now. But that's neither here nor there. And it pays you $100,000. Okay, I just, I've given McCormick well over several thousand dollars worth of free publicity, and so I'm done with this stuff. Now, if you want to pick me or one of my three boys, I'm more than happy to talk about this for an entire year and give you title sponsorship of the show. Somebody come up with a better creative, uh, if you've got a better uh, a title on your business card, at me on Twitter, at High Tech Texan. Car time, I told you I was going to answer this question. Big question I've been getting, is now the time to buy an electric vehicle? Overall, no. Overall, not the time yet. 
but I'm going to put an asterisk on this. How do you want to drive your car and where do you want to drive your car? How do you plan on using your car? If you drive, and we're in a great state of Texas here, and you know, you may listen to my show via podcast when you're crossing the tr- dump truck. Dan drives a truck across the country. I, I do not think he would like to drive across the country in an electric vehicle because at some point you need to stop, be it 200 to 350 miles, and recharge the battery, which could take anywhere from maybe an hour to maybe 12 hours, okay? That's when you're really not ready for it. And I say that it's because the infrastructure of battery chargers and batteries are not nearly what they need to be for us to actually use these on a regular basis. I am popping up to Dallas this weekend. Dallas is from my part of town to where I'm going in Dallas. It is 275, 300 miles. Okay. Lucky if I find a vehicle that will make it that long. And then by the time I'm at Ennis or Ferris, close to Dallas, I'm going to have battery anxiety. I'm going to be freaking out that I'm going to run out of battery on I-45. Do not need that. And I, I, tra- I travel to Austin on a regular basis. I go to, to, to see my son who's up there. I go to the Longhorn football games. I, nope. I just, I just can't do that. We need an infrastructure where there is available as gas stations or Starbucks where we can go in and plug in and we can get an immediate battery fill up within certainly less than 10 to 15 minutes. Maybe you exchange batteries. Maybe you take the battery out of your car. Maybe you put another one in that's sitting there. You know, it's like propane. You kind of, you know, bring your bottle and you switch a bottle at the Home Depot's or Lowe's. It's not there yet. That's why I say, and plus EV cars, they're really not as cheap as you think once you kind of pimp them out. Yes, you get a government rebate, How long do the batteries last before you have to physically change them out too? There's a lot of questions. So they're nice. They're neat. I've been in them. I I think the Ford Mach-E Mustang, which it shouldn't be called a Mustang, is really neat. It is super fast. It is quiet, just like all these EVs. But the heck if I'm going to have this as my daily car, because even in Houston, you know, I drive around to a lot of my, a lot of my partner companies. I'll go to the Wanbridge home. I'll go down to uh, Lago Mar down near Texas in Texas City to the big uh, Lagoon Fest at Lago Mar property, part of the Land Tejas company where I work with. They also have a property in Humble. Do you know how far it is from Humble, which is near Intercontinental Airport, down to Texas City? I mean, I'll be lucky if my if a, if a, a car charge would last that long. So that's why I say no. Now, real quickly, if you have a very short commute and you happen to have a car charger, maybe at least a level two, relatively level twos, you're going to find those at the Whole Foods that will, you can plug your car in while you're at work and you don't go more than 30, 50, 60 miles a day. Okay, consider it. Certainly consider it. You certainly can save on gas. You can help the environment. That's why maybe it's worth getting two cars. Yes, you have your regular gas one, the long distance one, like I talked about in scenario one. Maybe you do have a short commute. Maybe you use it on the weekends to play around town. Those are the times that you need it. It's not a definitive answer. But I, I, I live in this space of the industry that I've covered for 15 or so years. I know the manufacturers. Um, I, and I, it's not a dealership. Again, I'm not talking about dealership. I literally, I know the manufacturers from Detroit, uh, the Nissan folks in Tennessee, wherever it is. 
and they're coming out with some too. So anyway, that's that's. I'll let you decide. You feel free to debate me on this thing. You should know the phone number here at the studio. If not, at me at High Tech Texan. I will tell you this. I saw something really cool. Porsche has something neat. Porsche found out a actually way to really get through the pandemic. You know, pandemic car sales initially started slumping, and we certainly couldn't go to dealerships to test drive cars. Porsche just came out with a virtual reality web-based little website. And I posted a link uh, two days ago on Thursday to my Twitter. Go scroll down my, my Twitter timeline and look what I put for Porsche VR. You just, you, you, and it's much better on a desktop or a laptop than your mobile phone. They put you, they put a camera, a 360 degree camera inside of a Porsche Panamera. Love them. I used to have a Porsche Panamera uh, on a te- the actual test track in Porsche in Germany. And you can actually move the camera around in, in the virtual reality is stunning. So to give you, and it's about as close as a realistic idea of without physically getting in a car, Porsche really took VR to the next level. This is how you need to start marketing products. And certainly when it comes to, you know, cars, I mean, it, it, it's a first initial test phase. You ever sat into it? It's, it's a Porsche Panamera. It's the electric. It's quiet. It goes well. So look at my uh, Twitter account for that. If you've got a Tesla, oh, you want to hang on after this break. I got some news for you. Are you ready to sit back and let it drive itself? Well, if you download a new beta release, this one is for you right here on the old High Tech Texan Show. Talked about tacos last hour. The uh, director of Taco Relations. It's it's funny. I'll, I'll take that title for a hundred thousand dollars. Not even a year for a four month gig. Uh, go back and uh, listen to my podcast if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I have made tacos many times in the fire disc. And if you haven't got a fire disc yet, man, you've got to hop on the bandwagon, especially now that it's midsummer and you're cooking outside. But in preparation for tailgating. This is fun. You know what? I've had this over a year and I was never able to tailgate because there was no tailgates last year. Uh, This is a portable propane cooker, the portable propane cooker uh, based out of Houston. FireDiscCookers.com. Go to their Kadia showroom. Uh, It's in La Sintera at the FireDisc World Headquarters store. Uh, Griff and Hunter Jagger, the two genius brothers who came up with stuff, uh, they'll, they'll be there. You can get every accessory they offer. And this is not a grill. No, it's it's it is a five gallon heavy steel walk like thing on on a tripod that is extremely sturdy, so you could pick it up and pour, carry it anywhere. Works on it. I hooked up my 20 pound propane tank. Yes, you can put the little one pound little Coleman green bottles on there too. That's what I'll do for tailgating, and you can cook anything. Try cooking tacos, taco meat on a grill. It's gonna fall through the grate. Recipes are galore. Follow them on Facebook. Their Facebook group, uh, the uh, Fire Disc Nation, it's really fun. You can also see my uh, regular um, podcast. I do a uh, big video podcast seen across the world, courtesy of Fire Disc. Uh, in this last episode, I uh, took the cameras to Buffalo Bayou Brewing, one of my other partners, and uh, we I, I got with uh, Chef Arash Karat, who uses a Fire Disc at Buffalo Bayou Brewing. Kid you not. And uh, we made uh, cheesesteaks using beer on a fire disc. Again, try that on any other Traeger. Nope. If you put beer like on a Traeger Big Green Egg or Grill, I mean, it's just going to burn the coals out and burn the wood out. Nope. No, baby. It's all good in the fire. Firediscookers.com. Use my, uh, if you want to buy online, they will ship it to your door for free. Free shipping and $50 off. That is my promo code of Garfield is what it will get you. Garfield, fire. I love fire disc cooker. I, I mean, I've used this is over under three times a week, easily. Kids love it too. 
Uh, hopefully, I'm going to sell so much for them. The one of the boys, the Jaggers, will go out and get a a Tesla, um, and they deserve to be driven, and I mean driven. We continue the car news here on the High Tech Texan Show. Tesla has just started rolling out its long-delayed full self-driving version, FSD, full self-driving. Notice we don't use the word autonomous or autopilot. It's called full self-driving. And, and the neat thing is it's a software upgrade. This is how far car technology has come. Something needs to be upgraded in your car. How many times have you gotten the old recall letter? Excuse me, but please bring your car to the dealership because we have to make sure something is bolted on or we need to upgrade the radio. These new cars, man, just like your phone, just like your computers, they could just roll out an upgrade over the air. Got the Wi-Fi, you're set to go. Anyway, Tesla is rolling out their full self-driving beta version number nine to a few select program, early access program users of Tesla. It is not full autonomy. Notice I said it's called full self-driving software. It's not autonomous. Now it enables a number of autopilot driver assisted off highway things such as lane changes and turns. You're going to get some new visualizations that offer some, you know, additional surrounding information, maybe some better sense of what the car sees because they've got cameras on it. And the update really references a recently activated feature that uses the cabin camera, inside camera, to look at you when you're driving to make sure you're paying attention when this full self-driving software thing is engaged. I know there's been bad stories and there was a horrible crash not long ago here in the Houston area that I don't know if it's confirmed or not confirmed where maybe the driver and the passenger were not in the passenger seat and they were really just trying to do a workaround. But this version number nine, it's really been a long while in coming. Tesla first, I think they first promised to begin this activating this, it's called FSD, full self-driving. About two years ago, it was August of 2018, Elon Musk wanted to have over a million cars drive themselves in 2020. That did not pan out. But I think this new release suggests there's some progress. And it's unlikely true, autonomous driving is going to be ready in the near future. I've been in an autonomous, I've been in the backseat of a driverless car in CES in Las Vegas a few times. It's freaky deaky. And I think, and I actually have a very good hunch, just because I'm, I, I, I like to think I'm consumer aware, of one of the biggest things that's holding back fully driving self-autonomous cars. It's not so much the technology. Technology is there for many aspects. The LiDAR, the, the, the sensing radar on it's what it's called in front, the, uh, the cameras. Uh, the uh, the satellite you know traffic where you know you know where, you know what's going on with the road conditions that's there. It's people. It's the consumer acceptance. I was kind of schwitzing and freaking out when I'm in a backseat of a car where there's no driver there. That's to me the biggest hindrance. Are we going to trust AI? Are we going to trust big tech? Are we going to trust 
computers where, yes, something can go wrong. And I know something can go wrong, and it does go wrong for real drivers. I have been in wrecks myself. Many of you have been in wrecks yourself. You never know what's going to happen. But at least we have what we like to think is our own control. Sitting in a back seat, sitting in a passenger seat when no one's in the front seat, man, in that driver's seat, it's, it's an acceptance that I think is going to take, I, I don't know how long it, I don't know if it's generational. Then there's insurance issues too. And this is something where I should get uh, Frank Karkowski from Pasadena Insurance Agency to ask him. I mean, who is responsible or liable for, a, for an accident that happens when there's no one driving? I mean, I guess it's the owner of the vehicle. Can you then go back and can you bring in Tesla or, or, or Ford or, or any of the manufacturers? Can you bring in the manufacturer to the insurance claim? It's, it, it, it's tough. Anyway, if you are a Tesla owner, which I am not, and you do download this program, I'd love to hear from you. Pop me a note. Uh, go to my hightechtexan.com website. I'd love, I'd love to, to get, your, get your thoughts on those things. Speaking of cars and trucks, I, uh, every week I get to uh, play around in one. And this past week I was in a uh, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 4XE. You've seen a Jeep Wrangler. I mean, it's the it, you know, let's go back to MASH. Let's go back. And they're really cool. Yes, they hold their value. And they ain't cheap. I got a buddy of mine who does own a dealership here. I'm not even going to give him publicity. I'm just telling you, I know a dealer who does. If you could find them because they're so tough to get because of the chip shortage and whatever, there is no negotiating. In fact, they're pretty much almost already sold before they're even on the lot, and they're paying above price. So the 4XE is different. It is a hybrid. It's actually not called the 4XE. It's called the 4XE. E meaning electric motor. Yes, this Jeep Wrangler not only has a gas tank, which does not get great mileage, by the way. It also has an electric motor where you can plug in. And I plugged it in, I think, once just to see how it worked. And I'm sitting at this plug-in station. It was actually at a, right in a movie theater. Some of these movie theaters actually has a spot where you can plug in your electric cars. And the looks that I got going, dude, are you plugging in a Jeep Wrangler? I mean, you've seen people plug in Teslas and some other projects. It's kind of fun to see the, to plug in a, a Jeep Wrangler. This is interesting. And I'm honestly, as, as much as I had fun, this was an absolute top 10 fun car ever. Past 15 years of test driving. You take the roof off. It's got a great get up and go. When you hit the electric motor, there's no sound. It's zippy. But the electric motor, when you charge it up, only, and I say only, gives you a range of about 30 miles. That's all you're going to get an electric motor. Other than that, it's all gas. And, I, and it, to me, it's kind of like, is there a point of that, man? I mean, just 21 to, to, to 30 miles? I mean, I, I'd rather really, to save the money on the hybrid aspect of this thing, just keep watching my gas tank and make sure when it's kind of near empty, fill it up so I don't have to really flip it into electricity to, to get where I'm going. Neat concept, but I overall, I really appreciate and I like what Stellantis, Stellantis is the company that uh, uh, owns and manufactures Jeep, Dodge, Ram, uh, and, and, and those, and, and Alfa Morea, if you want to get this. I actually had a nice uh, lunch with a Stellantis uh, rep, Kimberly Schultz. She was in town this past week, and she was talking about, the, they made a big announcement, Stellantis, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. They're coming out with everything. There's going to be, there's going to be a, a electric part to it. It's called even the Dodge. They're going to come out with electric e-muscle. It's not a muscle car. It's called an e-muscle car. Uh, feel free to go out and get that Jeep Wrangler Rumicon. The listed base price listed is 
I drove one that was about 61,000. I guarantee you, if you can get it under 80 or 90, you're lucky, at least the way the cars are selling right now. Final few minutes of the show coming up. Questions, thoughts, hit me up at High Tech Texan on Instagram and Twitter. All you video game aficionados, I saw this. And it, it, this, this news is going to cause you really to look in your attic or call your parents' attic to, um, you know, baseball cards. Oh, my mom threw them away. I could add a million dollars. This one kills me, especially for you video gamers. Some dude in Dallas, well, it's a, it was an auction house in Dallas. Somebody found an unopened copy of a Nintendo Super Mario 64 cartridge. <laughs> uh, 1996, unopened. I, I, I guess they thought it was worth something instead of throwing it away. They put it in an auction. It sold for one and a half million dollars. Okay. You, you're excused to go to your, your, your attic right now. Yep. Super Mario 64. It was, it was the best-selling game on Nintendo 64. And it was the first one to feature Mario in 3D. I talked about, it was something similar to this. Was it last year? There was an unopened copy of Legend of Zelda. $870,000. What is going on, man? Why, why did, gotta think, these are like the NFTs of, of yesteryear. I'm not kidding you. I'm going to Dallas this weekend. See my parents? I'm going in the closet to see if I find anything unopened. Depends. I may be back here next week and doing this show or not. Uh, um, I, this is nice. And what, what do you, you know, obviously you, you plug your video games into TVs right now. And back in 1996, we did not have uh, digital TVs. We did, obviously, uh, the TVs we had were big CRTs. Maybe we were lucky to have a 40-inch or something like that if, if you were real rich. Nowadays, plugging a video game into your massive high-definition TV, your 75-inch TV or more, it, it, it's incredible. I've got a TV set for on steroids for you. Actually, this is not new news, but I got a price for you. I go to CES um, every year except last year, uh, thanks to COVID. And I love going to the Samsung booth and the LG booth and the Sony booth. And we look at these new TVs and all products and you know, it's, you know, it's for idiots in the media like me, it's like, oh, man, this is the coolest thing. Look at this new technology. Look how big this screen is. Look how thin the screen is. And, and they never set a price for it. And a lot of them, they never release it. It's just for, you know, Googling and research and development. A few years ago, LG came out with a rollable, rollable TV. Now, stand by. No, this, I don't mean it's, a, it, it's on wheels. It's a... Um, it's a it's a, a, a like a elongated low bookshelf. Think of it that way. Just a book, very sleek looking bookshelf. You know, kind of silver, whatever. You push a button, and up rolls up from the top. A TV pops up, but it didn't just pop up. It rolls up. So now the cabinet is very thin, and the thin screen rolls up. Really cool. When's it coming out? LG never said. How much is it? LG never said. We now know. 65-inch 4K TV. It's the OLED R TV from LG. It's yours. Right online. Add to your add to the cart button. 
for $100,000. I can get that or maybe I could get a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 4xE, what I just talked about. <laughs> uh, $100,000. So it's 100K. You know, is that a 4K TV? Is it an 8K TV? No, it's a 100K TV. Yep. Again, it just, it's, 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 for, it's for clicks. It's for, it's for people like me to talk about it. Maybe I'm going to have 2% of my audience who actually wants to go and buy one of these things. And actually will. And please have me over because I will bring any video game system you want and plug it into it. Uh, if you're looking for a more affordable entry, uh, if you're an LG fan, uh, an OLED fan, um, they have something around the $1,300 range. I would kind of steer you towards that. We'll certainly talk about TVs as we get to the um, holiday shopping time of year in a few months. But uh, any questions, I am uh, here for you. I thought that was nice. If you happen to be on a flight, you know, there's internet. You know, internet has been on flights for many years. It, internet is not the greatest thing on flights. Uh, I'm a Southwest guy, there's no doubt. And it's it's spotty at best when it comes to internet. Uh, they, they have their own standalone. But if you go on other flights, uh, there was a company called GoGo. GoGo. Delta, I think. Maybe United. I haven't flown those in a while. GoGo changed its name. Uh, they, they were just bought out. You're never going to see the GoGo name when you log on to a Wi-Fi if you're traveling. Uh, it's now going to be called Intelsat. International Satellite Communication Intelsat. They bought GoGo for about $400 million. I just hope they approve it. I mean, I still think it's cool that we are able to connect and maybe, you, you know, Southwest lets you for free. I think you can text if you have an iPhone or maybe on WhatsApp. Uh, for eight bucks, you can get the internet. You can get free in-flight entertainment and about nine or ten live TV channels. Look at me doing a Southwest Airlines commercial. Uh, but internet is, is very cool. It, it, it'll get faster. It will. And they said 5G is the goal to get it up there. I, I, listen, let me help you. I think uh, companies need to be concentrating on just rolling 5G out on freaking Earth on the ground before they start worrying about what's up in the air. That's a whole nother issue for me. <laughs> Uh, so no, you're never going to see uh, the GoGo name. So uh, that's some of the things. Uh, a new product. I always talk about a new product or two to give you something kind of interesting to think about. Uh, if you're going back to school and if you want a little earbud, this is not an advertisement. I just saw this too. I do not, have not tried these. I assume they work. So many companies make earbuds. Uh, I'm not really going to recommend the Apple, what do they call it, AirPods. They're $200, $250 or expensive. Amazon actually has a uh, noise active noise cancellation power buds pro they just came out they're 150 dollars and i talk about this and here's the only funny thing i talk about this thing they are true wireless earbuds they go in your little ears they have active noise cancellation which earbuds are never truly going to actively cancel everything out because they're earbuds noise can still get in but they're not bad there is a inside these there is an accelerometer now stand by it's not going to hurt you. Accelerometer. They're in phones, too. They know which way you tilt your phone. If you turn it, you know, landscape or portrait, it, it knows which way to turn it. Accelerometer just detects angles. Apparently, this PowerBuds Pro from Amazon has an accelerometer to determine the sitting angle of your cervical spine when you're wearing these things. So if your neck has been in the same position for too long, the earbuds can nudge you to make an adjustment and improve your post posture. Every Jewish mother 
right now around the world is saying, finally, oi, I don't have to bug my son to sit up straight. Now Jeff Bezos and his company can do it. $150, go get it. Again, where was this 50 years ago when I sat six inches away from the TV? That, when we can replicate mothers, you're sitting too close to the TV. Don't swallow gum. You're going to go a grum gene in your stomach. Sit up straight. Jeff Bezos has now not only tackled space, he's actually tackled mothering at its best. I say this because we love and respect all mothers out there. Feel free to go get one of these things for $150 and tell me if it works. Listen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Congratulations to Jeff Alford, who we picked. He is going. He won two tickets to next week's Buff Brew Christmas in July. Go to buffbrew.com. I'm going to be there 5 o'clock in the afternoon and on. Uh, it is going to be a blast. You can taste some beer that you've never tried before just outside of Houston, downtown Houston. Thank you for patronizing all of our sponsors. We want you to buy home. We want you to rent homes from One Bridge Homes. I want you to go play bingo at Triple Crown Bingo on the northwest side. If you don't have a fire disc, I'm mad at you. Go get a fire disc, fire disc cooker. Use that Garfield promo code. And everybody needs insurance. Call Pasadena Insurance Agency here in Houston. PASINS.com for research. Tell them, please, at least get a quote and you will take it because you will love it. Tell them it's courtesy of the High Tech Texan Show. For Justin King, Brian Erickson, Mark Sherman, Eddie Martini, who runs this entire market for iHeart. Thanks for keeping me on the radio, people. It's all up to you. My name is Michael Garfield. This is the High Tech Texan Show. And right now the show is over.